Welcome to Loving the Snow Life, the podcast where our snow resort obsessed mums talk everything snow. You'll learn stuff including ski school, is it worth it, how to get the best travel deals, what snow gear to buy, sustainability and much more. Some mums love the Kardashians, our mums love ski documentaries. Between them, they've skied 84 snow resorts and they've dragged us to plenty of them. We're not complaining, we love it. Over to you, mums. Today we're doing flying to snow resorts with babies and toddlers, specifically looking at long-haul flights and how to survive them. Yeah. Aren't we, now? Yeah, we are, and we have survived them. <laughs> we've oh, done yeah. really well. <laughs> so um, between the two of us, we've done Canada, USA, Japan, France, multiple times there to snow resorts we've done quite a few to other other places as well but not snow dictated but we've got some experience here we do we have got a lot of experience flying and then connecting those flights with transfers to interior resorts having to hang around or get a rental car or a shinkansen bullet train or a shuttle bus and we've done it with babies hanging off us and toddlers and so maybe learn what to do by... Yeah, we've got our top tips, I guess, here today. it's we've, we've done the research for you, I guess, and put it into a couple of categories. Mm-hmm. So first one is basically where to start, your booking of your flights. Um, I would say nighttime or daytime, um, which is your best option. For me, it depends on the age of the child. Um, I like nighttime if they're a bubba. I like uh, daytime if they're a toddler. What about you? I like nighttime for both. Yep. Uh, it is easier with babies at, at night time. Yeah, you're just going to have to entertain them all day during the day. So, yeah, I definitely prefer night time. Yep. Okay. Layover time. When you're booking the flight, make sure you look at your layover times. When you arrive at your destination, how long you've got to get to your next destination. If you're doing interior flights, especially in anywhere that you go to a snow resort, you kind of land at a big hub. And if you're going a little bit further, there's always a transfer time. So make sure that's a doable time. Don't just book the cheapest flight. Sometimes that's not your best option because they're not your best transfer times. Definitely, definitely. And you have to decide, do you want to fly directly to your destination and possibly hammer that door-to-door in 24 hours? Or do you want to break it up with a night or two somewhere and restore your sleep and everything? Personally, as nightmare as it is, I I like door-to-door. I like to hammer it out. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. Door-to-door. Hammer it out. I mean, because then you just got – you've broken the schedule for 24 hours straight, not three days. So that's a definite fly direct to destination is my top tip. Um, you, you really have to decide how much luggage you have. Do you have a good bag? Yeah. Don't just think a week before, oh, I've got that old suitcase from – when I was backpacking through Europe. That's it. Doesn't work. <laughs> Get a big bag on roller wheels. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And pack wisely. Make sure your, your biggest thing is um, packing your eight kilos, your carry-on wisely, but your luggage wisely for that. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. One of the biggest things, so you've booked your flight, you've decided that you're going to go there straight to your destination. Now you've got to work out your expectation management. Oh, this is major. (laughs) Expectation management is possibly the biggest thing, especially if you're going from a single life 
to your first baby and you have a really great idea, let's go to interior Canada or let's go to a ski resort in Japan with our new baby. It'll be great. And then you get on the plane and one of you, not mentioning any names or doing the blame game, Mm -hmm. starts thinking they can do what they always do and have six beers and... (laughs) <laughs> watch six movies yes but really there's a new new person that you've got holding or there's actually two children that you're holding so you've got to to keep the marriage alive and to keep it everyone on the same page definitely got to work out basic things of uh who's going to uh who's going to carry the the luggage who's going to <laughs> Who's going to drive the car at the other end? And I've been caught out here because we haven't discussed that. And so one of us or, you know, you have to give each other sleep priority, basically. So if you think you drive the car, then so if you and I travel together and you're going to drive the rental car. You get to sleep. Okay. And make sure that's reinforced so you don't say, okay, so... You sleep and I'll sit up all night with the baby or the toddler. Yeah. And then suddenly when you get there, say, I'm tired, you drive. Yeah, exactly. Not that that's ever happened before, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just constantly. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's always make sure you know who is going to take turns throughout the stages of the flight. De- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And also get your mindset right. In mothers' groups, it's always a bit of a, oh, I'm going to wherever it is. I'm going to England. I'm going to Japan or whatever. Oh, it's six months away and oh, agonizing and everything. Get your mindset right. It's one day. You're going somewhere fun. Yeah. The, your routine won't matter on that one day and, and don't be stressed if it doesn't matter. So that's your that's a big part of flying long haul is <laughs> don't worry too much about your routine but have conversations with your partner that this is how we're going to work it through the flight. And Preparation. It's like a, it's like a, a game, isn't it? Yeah. Like a rugby match. Work out your strategy. Get your strategy. Who's going to eat first? Yeah. Because you can't both sit there trying to eat when you've got holding a baby or it's a bit of turbulence. It yeah. just doesn't work. Or the toddler wants to get up and go to the toilet and you're trying to eat. So you've got to, you've just got to communicate and try and, to the best of your ability, make sure your expectations are worked out before you get on that flight between a couple for a brand new toddler, brand new bubba. I traveled when, when Mackenzie was four months old. Yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting. <laughs> she did sleep. She was amazing, but it was still, it was Darren, you're on. Um, <laughs> so we didn't have that worked out. Thank God we got to the other end. <laughs> we used to sort of say anything that says, but said between us uh, during this flight is not to be used as, against us when we land. Great. But I think if you can get ahead of what you and I have experienced, I think have all these discussions in the cold, in the calm, you know, yeah. uh, your home. Like weeks before you weeks, travel. Weeks. Not on the car, not in the car on the way to the airport. No, <laughs> no. And make sure there's no taking sleeping pills. Oh, under. no. No, not happening. <laughs> you both have to be alert and awake. Well, some, some of us are awake, you know. When it's your turn. Yeah. Yep. Um, another big thing is that if you're traveling, like sometimes um, multi-generational travelers getting a bit, getting large now, which is great. You get to bring your grandmas and your granddads. They want to join in on the journey as well now, or your sisters or cousins or anyone like that. Just make sure you've got your seats together. A lot of airlines now you're booking and you're booking the same flight, same everything, but you're not actually, or at the same time, and they're not putting you on seats together. Some airlines charge you to sit together, but it's worth it because there's extra help, additional help if you're on that long haul flight with your family. 
if you're with friends, you know, that's okay. They can walk up the aisles to those, but. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can get caught out otherwise. Yeah. Also, to a big thing for getting organised that can catch you unawares if you're not is the the passport wallet. I think you and I are both a big fan of. Yeah. I don't carry a little wallet when I go overseas now. I um, just put everything in that passport wallet and I have a credit card in there and some other things that I transfer straight to my um, ski jacket yep, at maybe. the other end because otherwise what's your, your – You can't carry a handbag in a ski resort. It just doesn't – or, you know, it, it all goes into that wallet and then you slip it in your jacket when you're at the ski resort. But big big thing of the passport wallet, it sounds a bit daggy, but um, you've definitely – it's key. And you've got to work out who holds that passport wallet for the whole journey. So there's no blame game that happens. Definitely. <laughs> I thought you had it. I thought you had it. No, I don't have it. You've got it. Then <laughs> <laughs> you need a pen in there. It sounds oh, like yeah. a small item, but that one is like, yeah. okay, we need to fill out forms. Have you got a pen? Yeah, exactly, because you're always rushing for the customs forms. Um, make sure that you've got your international driver's license sorted. Um, some com- some people on forums say now that you don't need it. Um, I did get pulled over by the police in Canada this year, and I did need my international driver's license, so it was worth the additional forty dollars to pay to NRMA or in if you're um, it, your relevant ones in Queensland and Victoria. So and we needed it in Japan too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should and fill out all your forms in general and put them. Yep. Get a photocopy and put them in your little passport wallet, and you've got everything there so that you're not caught out the other end where you need. A code for the door for your accommodation and your phone doesn't work. Yeah. You've anticipated, go back to old school paper. Yeah. There's something it about is true. old school paper, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Definitely. Definitely. So um, I think um, booking your um, visas in advance as well is is, pri- is priority as well because you no country will let you in, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um, certain, vi- like the Esther visa for the USA um, and then Canada has its own visa. New Zealand has its own visa. Japan does. Even though we're, we're a great country, Australia, we're still expected to have visas to enter into these countries. Definitely ensure that you've got the right visa because you don't want to turn up to the airport and not have go, oh, sorry, you're not coming in. Otherwise, you've got to sit there before you go through everything and sit there with your baby. And I've done this before. I've had to sit there and you're hot in the airport and you're having to f- get your Esther for the USA. And you? Yes, I have. Oh. I've done everything that you shouldn't do. This is why I'm yeah. Researched well. Oh. Make sure you've got um, 12 months validity on your passport yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even, you know, six months, I think, if it's kids. But check the children too because they oh, no, they only give five-year visas for children, don't they, under two, so they don't give them 10, which mm. they're a bit older. Um, also, going back to the visas, go to the official country's website. There's a lot of – when you Google – um visas for usa or visas for canada there's a lot of countries that will say we'll do your visa for you and they charge you like 79 dollars 80 dollars you don't need to pay that they are 10 dollars in local currency tops when you go to the actual um country website and that's easy to find as well or your travel agent that you book through should send you that information as well to click on the link and go directly to that so true so true yeah Yeah. and also, really important is booking car seats in your country that you're arriving in that are appropriate for babies or toddlers because every country has their own definition of what is a baby car seat and it can be really stressful when you turn up with your long 
long wanted baby with you in a new country and they say yes they've got a car seat for you and it's a what you would call a booster seat yeah and it's really stressful there's no backward facing seats or like our rules are pretty strict in australia so make sure that they're where you go that you've got the right seat for you with japan's fairly good um and america Mm. yeah you definitely need to question that before you go it's a definite because mm. you want your baby to be safe because you are driving maybe an hour up to the hill and it might be snowing and it might be icy and, and you don't need that additional panic after you've got off 24-hour flight. And you will be tired and yeah. everything is just enlarged in your mind, every problem. So you want to just keep finding those solutions in the comfort of your home before you've even got on the flight. Yeah, definitely. So you can relax and enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> as best you can. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, book shuttle buses. Um, well, book your transport to you. To you. So it could be a shuttle bus. It could be a private rental, a private car. It could be a rental car. Um, the Shinkansen in Japan, which I love. That's the only way to get around in Japan, I think. I well, in support, from Sapporo, you can't, can you? But you have to on the main island. But, yeah, anyway, they're good fun. But make sure you can you can do this all in advance, and you can do it all online. So it's easy, or you can go through your travel agent, and your travel agent will do it too. And then if you find if you go through a travel agent, then they've got all your bookings as well. And if it's not when if you transfer or your bus shuttle bus isn't there, you can actually have something to fall back on to make a phone call if you get to that destination as well. Definitely, um, and make sure if you're getting a rental car that they come with snow tires. In Australia, we like to have snow chains, but different countries like Canada and Japan, they like snow tires, and so you want to make sure that when you're booking a rental car that you've communicated that. It's not winter tyres. So there, there is a thing that they say it's winter tyres when you get to um, USA or Canada. Make sure winter tyres are great, but you want snow tyres as well. So if you can pay more or if you can find a company that does winter tyres, uh, depends on the airport that you're flying into, but normally there is Avis that actually does snow tyres in all airports when you get to Canada and USA. There, um, again... Do your research on the on the um, on the rental car that you're hiring because it might be smaller than what you think. Um, you won't be able to fit all your luggage in. So make sure when you're booking a rental car, you've got your luggage in mind. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. And make sure if you need a GPS, it's in English. So if you're going to Japan. Um, make sure it's France. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I don't really know where oh, we're going. Je ne sais pas. Yeah. <laughs> and no, no road closures. Um, when we were in Italy and skiing in Italy, we decided that we'd take this shortcut. Mm. My husband thought he'd take a shortcut, but it was really scary, that shortcut. It was a summer road that just happened to be opened and we got caught in a blizzard um, because we thought it was like, an hour, we thought it was going to save us four hours because the road that we were advised to take looked like on the map it was going to go for like seven hours. But really, we ended up having to go back and get our rental car, <laughs> and it was a real mission. So, look at the map, study your maps before you go, and know your roads. And also, road closures happen all the time because of avalanches totally. when you're driving mountain mountainous terrain. So, you know, you can check that out when you're waiting at the airport. It's not, it's not a hard thing to do when you're waiting. It's probably one of the only things you want to check out as closest to time as possible is your road closure. So you're prepared at the other end when you get off the plane, I think. yeah, Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's not something you want to think, okay, I did check two weeks ago because yeah. that might be a bit of an argument point <laughs> when you arrive the other end. You need to be. check within those 24 within, hours. Yeah. There might have been a big dump. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And insurance, check 
so you might think, okay, I've got travel insurance. That's awesome. You need that. But you need to also check, are you covered for skiing? And so that means you have to check the fine print, give the insurance company a call. You may need to buy extra insurance for um, buying a car, uh, driving a car, like comprehensive cover. And that kind of thing, just re- do your research calmly at home because I know this year when we're in the States, you're tired at the other end and they can, the, the insurance, the rental car companies can, I felt they were kind of playing on the fact that we're really tired. Absolutely. And they want additional us. money. They're like, yeah, they sell, that's their sell Someone's tactics. Someone's going to run into you. You yeah. need it. You need it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just get those things when you're at home. Yeah. I found that um, for, for like, well, for skiing, for covering yourself for skiing or snowboarding or anything on the snow, um, you credit i mean a lot of people go yeah we've got a credit card that's going to cover us but it actually doesn't you've got to really delve into it um because if you're skiing off piste which is you know off a groomed run or you're just on the side hill or you and you injure yourself even though ski patrol may get you the this it won't actually get covered um by a normal travel um insurance so you've got to go a little bit more cover more will um cover you for that but doesn't cover you off off piste so Check out some um, forums. Mm-hmm. Um, the Snow Lovers Global is a Facebook page and also a forum. That's actually really good for people that are going to different countries. I find insurance changes a lot per country and per destination that you go to. So you've got to really look at the destination, like be destination specific with your insurance, especially for skiing. And do and print it out and put it in your passport wallet. So whatever page with your all your travel insurance and everything put it all there so you've got it yeah agreed and another big thing to put in your travel wallet is put the local police station because if you have to make a claim if your skis get stolen or you lost your mobile phone speaking from experience you have to have a police report so know where the local police station is in your area that you're going to just to go and get a police report it's a really easy thing to do when you go there i did it in japan there was a lot of hand gestures. I wish I had known Japanese words. <laughs> I tell you what, between you, we're a couple of doozies, you and I. We had to make a police report in the States when a, a herd of deer ran into our car in January in Utah. There you go. Yeah. So very handy to have those things and know. Like, and you can do that all at home. So there's your management of expectations and planning it. Oh, planning. <laughs> Plan everything. <laughs> hey, back to... The plane, um, when you're booking your, I think you definitely need to think about where you want to sit on the plane, right? Your seat yeah. preference. Yeah, definitely. Have a think about it. Window or aisle. Well, first of all, if you've got a baby or a toddler, try and get the bassinet seat, right? Uh, yes, yeah. The the, I think you have to be under 10 kilos to get that as well. So you won't get it above 10 kilos, but it's so handy. We had it the first couple of times and it got it was used as a playpen when our baby was awake as well, you know, with their toys and stuff. So that was, even though it was tiny, tiny, and we did squeeze Georgia in there at 10.2 kilos. And that was a bit of a mistake because her head and her toes touched it, but <laughs> it was a winner. De- that's definitely the way to go. Definitely. That, but yeah. don't stress if you can't get that bassinet seat, because you can, um, I prefer a window seat if I've got a baby or a toddler and I don't have a bassinet. Yeah. Yeah. I do too for the probably the baby if I've got a toddler and there's three of us and we've only got one child for the first time they normally sit you in the fours in the middle and you get that extra seat because you know under two they have to sit on your on your lap that's the rules by all aeroplanes I don't know why but anyway um so if you can get the they might give you the four seats if it's not a very full flight but if you're lucky so 
Four seats is better than three, but you, you're stuck kind of in the middle. So the aisle gives you a bit, the window gives you a bit more room to breathe with a bubba. And you can check on seatguru.com as yeah, well. Yeah, that is awesome, that website. It's just got every airline and the, the format of every airline of where the seats are, where the toilets are, where the galleys are, little spaces to Plan find. Plan your strategy. Yep, definitely. <laughs> um also on the different airlines there's um like on virgin and and New- on virgin they offer special areas for children on air new zealand they've got a sky couch um there's another website called flyingwithababy.com which is also tells you um about the airlines that provide you for toddlers and babies what what their actual airlines offer you when you are traveling with children which is amazing and you can pre-order your meals for babies and toddlers ahead of time check with your travel agent or yeah. that you can just check what they you know just make a note if they don't have dairy or anything like that yeah the baby foods come out before your foods as well toddlers which is a bonus when you're sitting on the plane you you know going back to that strategy of who's going to eat first well at least they're done so that's a big big thing and and it's not spicy food it's actually food that's suited for toddlers surprise surprise airlines are pretty good with that they're really good airlines yeah, babies. More people are traveling with toddlers and babies now than what they ever was before. So mm-hmm. the airlines are very sorted. But just research airlines too to find out what's better for your child, what you think is the best option for your child at the time. And the don't time. stress about crossing multiple time zones if you've got your baby in a routine and you've proudly got them to the point where they're in bed by seven and they're sleeping well and suddenly you've got a long-haul flight. Yeah. It's a day it will reestablish in your arrival destination it it will happen yeah don't worry too much yeah yeah so don't worry too much if you don't get the seat or you don't get the aisle just you know go go with with it go with it as much as you (laughs) can all right so how now how do we dress i mean sounds silly oh you got to change your the way you dress when you've got a baby and a toddler (laughs) i know and you and you and kind of you think oh okay i can't wear my dangle earrings no oh i've got my Pants necklace. with a necklace that they're going to grab. And yeah. I've got my cool shoes with the laces. And that all goes out the window. Yep. It's yep. a stage that's all about simplicity. It's not a glamorous stage of life. Yeah. It's about functionality. Absolutely. So talking about functionality, pants with no belts. That's right. <laughs> There's some good actual pants with uh, elastic waist. I've got some that are, they're like jeans and they've just got a little elastic waist. And that's, I wish I had those when I had... Yes. My baby, because I, when I flew to France with just her and I, you've got to go to the toilet on your own, and I would I would just have her in one hand and try and pull up your pants with with one hand, and yeah, then try and do a, a belt up with that. There's no way, like, and just just easy sh- easy slip on shoes as well, because you you're gonna take those shoes off probably in the flight, so you don't want to do shoelaces up because that takes time you want to be able to slip your foot in no um, laces no laces yet. but they're no thongs no, too. oh no no there's still respect that you need to be on a plane with it's not a you know we're going to a snow resort you don't want to turn up in canada in thongs and shorts i have seen people do that though have you yeah i have in kamloops <laughs> <laughs> there we go they ended up being really good friends of ours there we go <laughs> never judge <Except> us <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was me. Uh, Yeah, and definitely if you've got the, you know, if you can still fit your baby in a um, baby Bjorn or a um, baby carrier, dress with that on. That's the way to take 
um, your child with you. So that's part of your dressing. <laughs> Definitely. And I, I would still say don't bring your breast clothes for yourself on yeah. your holiday. I have been known to have just one outfit Yeah. when I've been in the snow for a month. Wow. Can you believe it? Because the rationale is like I'm going to be skiing all day and then at nighttime I'm either going to be in my pyjamas or my one outfit. Or, your one outfit. or I might buy one top while I'm away or something. Yeah. yeah. But then... You're a better packer than me. There's, I, would, <laughs> I would need a couple of outfits. But they're not my, my plane journey with the baby because they vomit or they poo or they, you know, we ended up buying. I remember my sister's son, Maddie, he, um, he was really excited when he was under two and he ended up vomiting over everything before we got on the plane. We didn't have any spare clothes, so we had to go and buy him his whole two-year-old a $300 outfit from one of those shops at the airport and was like oh well there goes that spending money but it was like so be prepared with additional full outfits for babies while you're flying for the 24 hours yeah but definitely we're going to look at bringing older stuff for them if we can right? yeah for that for that sort of thing like we anticipate yeah. that they're going to poo. They're probably going to do the poo right at the back, the orange one. Yep. We wondered what they were eating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the plane. And it really hits their head. Yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> the one. It's well, going to happen on the plane. Well, your daughter was really good at predicting vomiting. She was, yeah. So bibs. So many bibs. Old manky. Old manky, I'm yeah. about to throw this out. Yeah. Kind of bib. The ones that, that I one. didn't have any memory, you know, that weren't memory attached. Yes. That were I could throw out at the airport when I got there. I could give them to the air hostess and go, please take them. <laughs> I don't want to see them. <laughs> Roll them up and just dispose of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Definitely yeah. old, old stuff. Yeah. So I reckon that's probably the plane and getting organised and clothes, luggage wise. Luggage wise. Yeah. 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 Well, we both love a good um, travel high chair, don't we? Yeah. The fold up one. Yes. Yes. Because when you are transferring, or when you're at, you, you might have a layer. You might have a cancellation of your flight. And there's no high chairs at any airport. So kind of hard to find it, high chairs at airports. You can just put a travel chair on a normal chair and have your baby in it. And they fold down to up. nothing. They're yeah. like origami ones. Yeah, they? they are. They're light as. They're light as. There's some that like you can fold up and got five-point harness. There's some that can lock lock on to um, tables. Um, when they're younger, I got the ones that locked onto the tables so they could sit up and they could be right at the table. When they're a little bit older, like toddler stage, I got the ones with the five-point harness that went over the back of chairs. That's set up. But that's, again, if you go on to flywithbaby.com, that is an amazing website that has heaps of travel chair options on that. But yeah. And we both like a roll-on carry-on bag, don't we? I used to do, you know, we all tempted to maybe get bring our big baby bag with all the nappies and everything, but it wasn't until I was going to France and stopped at Dubai for a like a, a labor layover. Yeah, not a labor. <laughs> um, we, I noticed a lot of the parents had their little roll-on bags with wheels, and when I transferred over to that system. Suddenly you don't have that weight of the big nappy bag on your shoulder with things hanging off you. Yeah. So much better. So much better. It's all contained. You only have, you don't have to worry about it falling out. Like you really want to take your nappy bag because you bought it. It's been amazing. It was a gift from everyone. You're on your first travel, but leave it at home. <laughs> take the roll-on bag. And then as they're older, your toddler can sit on that and hold on. And it's a bit of fun for them while you're walking from gate A7 to B. 408. 408. That's right. <laughs> and it's fun for them. Yeah. It's not stressful making them walk. They can actually just sit on there and yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, now our kids are a little bit older. They do have a backpack each, but don't you reckon when our kids are really tiny, you, you make the mistake of you give them a backpack and then they wear it for two minutes and they give it to you and then suddenly it's the next thing yeah, hanging off them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you've got five bags. 
instead of one and then they go you're like where where do they go now i've got to chase them with five bags <laughs> yeah so. one one carry-on luggage you're eight kilos yeah and uh, i did take a bumbo to france a secondhand one i got online or an op shop or wherever i got it from at the time and that was but i didn't put it in my hand luggage i put it in my under the plane luggage yeah and that was really good for the destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to, yeah, your luggage, you not only got to think about, you know, how, you, how to fit it all in, but destination or luggage as well, especially in a ski resort. It's not, they are kind of made for toddlers, but not too much. None of the restaurants are. And you want to go out. You don't want, I mean, you'll eat at home some nights, but some nights you want to go out. You don't want to be eating your udon noodles with your um, nine month old in you, <laughs> in the front of you. <laughs> and as well, some of the destination places, like the states, they have where in a ski desti- in a ski resort you can rent stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, High they chairs do. and prams and yep. everything. So you just research that. Research your snow resort and find out yeah. what's what because that's really handy too. And it's re- really easy if you go to the ski resorts website. It's usually they, the link is usually on their website. So I mean, it sounds very broad, but but you don't have to search a million websites. Just go to the ski resorts website and they will tell you how it is. Um, or the ski school make it send an email to the ski school and they'll let you know because they have the creches at the ski schools and they so a quick email to um you're going to let's say you're going to steamboat quick email to their ski school hi i just want to hire this where can you recommend that's a good option and they'll they'll be willing to help you definitely toys wise we both say bring old toys right don't bring your ones that you got for your baby shower no and your beautiful ones you got for the baby's first birthday or christmas or whatever yeah bring your old ones yeah definitely because you they can get lost you're traveling you're going to many places or you're putting your bubba in a crèche while you're going skiing or and if you take that favorite toy there some might get lost so you don't want to lose their favorites because that's a good thing when you get home that oh look at here we're home here's your favorite (laughs) definitely Um, yeah and on i guess um and prams old pram as well yeah secondhand yeah. or a really cheap one yeah light light i always i always thought oh my gosh i've been driving her around in this amazing pram how's she gonna sleep in one of those prams that don't fold all the way back flat they sleep it doesn't matter even if it doesn't go flat and it's a lightweight kind of stroller Bubbles do sleep. You just put a little bit of pillows, not pillows, but a jumper. You jumpers around them. <laughs> and, one, and you just put one little lightweight rug over them and it yeah. just cuts down that breeze blowing on them. Yeah, kind of definitely. Thing at the other end. Yeah. They're going to be in their ski suit, you know, if you're outside and you're pushing them on the streets at your destination. You're going to have them in there that they can't move in. So. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's handy to just wear your baby in your baby beyond so you've got your free hands. Yeah. Through the airport. Yeah. Yeah. All through your travel as much as possible. Going to the crèche, you've got your skis on your shoulder. You've got a baby in your beyond. I mean, it sounds like you're a pack horse, but welcome to motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> and in the plane, we both really love the neck brace, which is the brand Turtle, T-R-T-L, don't we? Yeah, I do. I found that out too late in Me life. Too. Me too. <laughs> I've only had it since Christmas time and I love it because... It's ergonomic, and I just think if I had that when I had a baby Bjorn, because you, it's a little bit different to the neck pillow in the way that you can put it at the front of your body or just to the side, and it just supports that kind of chin droop thing you get going. With, yeah, I think up. go to our website and Emma will be a photo. There'll be a, <laughs> a photo of Emma with that on, <laughs> and the link of where to buy it. I think I just got stitched up. Yeah. While we're talking about what to bring actually on the plane another really important 
accessory that has a few different functional functionalities is a simple black scarf or a pashmina or a sarong yeah definitely it's it's just it's an accessory instead of your necklace or your earrings (laughs) it keeps you and bubba warm when you're kind of sleeping together can just go over the top of you as well as the blanket but it's nicer than the plain blanket but more importantly it blocks out the light blocks out that harsh airplane light sometimes if that you finally got them to sleep and then the pla- they switch the plane lights on and yeah you can just somehow drape it over their eyes to just keep them sleeping for longer yeah yeah it's much better than you know the blankets it's just a bit more lightweight and people won't kind of go what's happening to that child <laughs> and we are talking about flying economy right yes <laughs> yes we are otherwise it would be called thriving in yeah, first class, it would be don't you know, think? one day yeah <laughs> we'll let you know. Right now, we're still getting we're the plane. We're still surviving. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I always like to bring an eye patch on the plane. Sometimes they do supply them on the plane, but you, or well, you can take your chances or, or yeah. contact the airline. But I like to bring one anyway because if you can either put it on yourself or you can put it on them, just covering their eyes. For yeah. The same. Peter Alexander has really cute ones for kids and toddlers for mm. the eye patches. They have matching jammies as well, but you know that's a bit over the top. Mm. But <laughs> and I do love noise cancelling earphones. Yeah. Okay. So also, uh, apart from all of that, your clothes again back to your jackets for the kids. Um, you don't. They don't need the snow suits packed in their carry on because you're not going to hop out of the airport and go directly into the snow. You're going to go into the airport, into a car, and then up to a ski resort. So. Definitely, um, and then once you get to the airport, sorry, you can collect them out of the luggage carousel. You can just open up your bag, get it all out then, and then put it on them, for dress them for success at the end of the ride. And put them right on the top so when you collect your luggage from the carousel and you can just quickly unzip it and you put them right there, the snow jackets for the babies and toddlers, everything's right at the top so you don't have to go rifling through everything. Yeah, they don't need jackets on the plane, like their snow jackets, definitely not. Yeah, so... Um, get into the ugly side of things, hey? The uh, nappies. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have enough nappy bags. You can buy awesome biodegradable ones. I was showing you some before that yeah. were made of sugar cane. Amazing what uh, you can do with sugar cane. Yeah, rum and nappy bags. Like, wow. really? <laughs> <laughs> Versatile. But, yeah, but you also want to – like, so it is good to have that because nappies, you know, are not great for the environment, but I use them. I'm not – I'm that advocate. Um, but also carry enough nappies um, to last for your, your airfare, your, the your time, the flight time, but also in case you get delayed, anything else like that. So another, I normally carried another five only because of the accidents that do happen and delays. They do have some online. I mean, sorry, on the flight, not online. Oh, yeah, they on do. The yes. But uh, it, I think it's just more of a comfort when you've got enough anyway yourself. Definitely less stress. Yeah, yeah. Just we really think it's important uh, to bring enough snacks, don't we, and food for the babies and toddlers. Like if you're fronting up to a long haul flight with baby and toddler, thinking, "Oh, the plane will feed them," you, yeah, things could get a little bit stressful because you've just got to um, prepare for the unexpected, right? Yeah, yeah, and and don't underestimate how much they're going to eat or how much you want to feed them to settle them. I guess is another thing that you do. Yeah. So watch, eating, watch. eating for an activity too, for them too. Like they're yeah. sitting there on the tarmac for an hour and you can just give them 
one sultana at a time yeah. type thing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, what's your favourite for bubbles, babies, That you, your emergency kind of? I like squeezy food. Um, because, and you can get pouches that you can fill up yourself at home so you can have all your favourite ingredients in there that doesn't have to be just yoghurt. You can get sweet potato and carrot and pub, pumpkin. Um, yeah. But you have to re- – if you're going to buy the, the ready-made squeezies or the pouches, just be careful about the grams because most of them are about 120 grams. So you, if you're going to make them yourself, you can definitely get under 100 grams. Some brands like Bellamy's, they have 90-gram pouches. Yep. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that. Because when you go through, there's your liquids going through um, customs. They can treat them as a liquid, so just yeah, and they will, them. and they will. So it depends on the day that you get, but just follow the rules for any liquids, and you'll get through. Familyfoodonthetable.com has some really great suggestions for pouch ideas as well. Okay, okay. what do you like? Um, I tend to put um, things from home in like little Ziploc bags. So I tend to use cereal because I know they eat that. <laughs> and if they, sometimes the next day when we arrive, they can give me milk to put in that Ziploc bag. And I use my cup, I use my coffee cup to put it in there and they just eat it on arrival. Sometimes it's, it's an easy fix. If they're like, oh, I don't like that egg or whatever it is that like a toddler, obviously they're not going to speak that well, but <laughs> they're going to give you the look. Yeah, they are. The death, the death <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. So I cut up like carrots and bananas. Well, bananas don't last that long, but it is a good way in snack. Um, make sure you take your fruit off the plane. Like don't leave your fruit on the plane though. Yeah. So your whole food. So essentially all your snacks that are whole food, yeah. you're going to be aiming to feed them all those snacks on the plane or pre-security. So you can still aim to feed them for customs, but you do not want to be standing there with your whole food like we have done a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and the last time we were fined for having a whole piece of fruit. So Which is yeah. so unfair, but it's their rules. Yeah. And their customs, there's no joking. No way. It Not even in, with children. No, no. It was in my son's bag and we tried to say, but he's a child. And they said, but you're the parent. You're responsible for him. And there's just no way around it. Yeah. Yeah, there isn't. So why try? So be prepared again. And, you know, like, so. Um, that's that's why there's a place right here for those kind of packet snacks that are sealed. Because yeah. at least if, you go, if you're not sure and you can say to security, I have this packet of snacks, they can ascertain if that's okay or not at least it gives them an opportunity to throw them away or you're not standing with a whole piece of fruit yeah and if you, if you go to um australiancustoms.gov.au that actually tells you what you're allowed with food as well but mainly the things just just don't try anything new is my suggestion <laughs> if they've never tried a pouch before get them to trial pouches before they actually go on the flight because they're not going to try it they're not going to eat anything new maybe what about peanuts no oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Get your EpiPen ready. Yeah, no peanuts on flights. No. But um, there's so many healthy little snacks you can get. Um, you can even get broccoli or yeah. carrot carrot puffs. The string cheese. String That's cheese. That's a winner. Yeah, they do love that. Yeah, Sultanas. Yeah, rusks are a winner for babies as well, for toddlers. Um, my bubbers chewed on those, like sucked on those for hours, and it was a messy and awful, but it was – it's a long sustained snack. It is. Which is a great thing. Slobbered experience. Yep. That Totally Fruits brand does um, 25 gram bags of freeze dried pear or berries, and the whole kids' brand makes 80 or 100 gram 
muesli bars that have flavours like vanilla milk, apple or apricot. Yeah. Shame we don't get um, sponsored to mention any of these. Wouldn't that be fabulous? (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it. No. Yeah, these are just things we've found that we love. That that we love and it works. Yeah. Um, Don't worry about kids getting set back. (laughs) <laughs> but developmentally that's right because the whole thing about moving your kids from sort of the liquidy stuff to the the harder foods is for their language development right yeah. so you think oh but i've moved beyond squeezy liquidy stuff well it's it, they're not going to suddenly go from having a hundred word vocabulary to three words <laughs> no. in one day on no. your flight no they won't they will not so yeah 24 hours just keep them happy that's your food. husband. He'll go from 100 <laughs> words to three words yes. if he has too many beers and he had, takes a sleeping pill. But yeah, well, that's not happening because you've got a management plan. That's it. That's it. <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, exactly. Big thing is, um, yeah, no, like, f- no food coloring for the kids either. You don't want to see them go nuts on the plane. No, like, that's not pretty. No, it's not. They're going to be running. You don't need running up and down the aisle because they want to. They're going to want to do it anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah, just make it easy for yourself. It's the trip is about convenience and keeping tidy. And if you if you're using all these food suggestions, you won't have sticky food all over you, uh, and you'll just feel horrible if you've got sticky food all over you. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. So getting onto sticky foods, baby wipes. Yes, they're a essential. Must. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely carry as many as you can because six boxes or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, use your eight kilos wisely. <laughs> Enough. One packet. One packet, One packet. yeah. Dem- yeah. Uh, like 200. I would, like, not the two, like the, sorry, that's a bit over the top, isn't it? The, what, well, One, I can't remember how many. Yeah, like 120, it. I think, yeah. But definitely as much as what you can in it. And what about a sippy cup? Oh, yeah, definitely. A sippy cup for your toddler. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, you can use the, you can use your wipes for wiping the table and keeping everything yeah. tidy. You could have a little mini you know kitchen wiping experience up there well yeah you want to though because it's a bit feral sometimes you're like oh that rust went everywhere and so did that jar of um jelly oh jelly i did actually make jelly for my kids once but it wasn't it was the non-food coloring ones and they love that that was good that was a winner yes but yeah that's it toys you're using that hand luggage wisely so yeah you love a good stacking block don't you i did yeah i do my the kids just played with that endlessly they i don't know like they just stacked it and they did colors like we yellow blue you know we went through all the words that they've got to use (laughs) but but it was just it was just easy and they all folded up and it was compact so it was like stackable um, pegs are really good like that anything that's repetitive that yeah yeah that they can just go back to um it's there for half an hour then you take it away and then they bring it back again anything Mm. rolling as well um i did mention this to a couple of our friends and they're like squeaky toys don't take squeaky toys oh my goodness if you want to get a punch in the back of the head (laughs) kick in the chair (laughs) you do not take squeaky toys no squeakies yeah yeah it's just not i think a figurine as well make sure it doesn't have any little parts so you don't have a choking hazard but just one figurine and you can kind of use that for entertaining them and yeah, doing peekaboo yeah. or pretending it's speaking or yeah. anything like oh, that finger puppets ikea did a mate does amazing finger puppets and they were really cool that you could put on your own fingers and put it on their fingers and they were really that's awesome enticing yeah yeah that was very good yeah what's your plane loading strategy to neil do you like to get on first and beat everyone to it or do you like to just be the last one called where they repeat your name six times <laughs> usually they're repeating my name but no <laughs> no with a baby with a baby under six months under seven months definitely on first just so you can get everything sorted so you know you can get to your seat 
you can get your bassinet if you're lucky enough to get that you can get that all done um you can put whatever bottles you need in your seat pocket. You can do everything first before you've got the push of the onslaught of the people getting in and trying to put their overhead luggage up and stuff like that. But with a toddler, different story. I want to wear them out as much as what I can in the terminal and kind of, and get on last. Even though I suggest you to get on first, I'm like, no. Because you could be on an, like an AMAC, on the tarmac for half an hour or even more before you take off. Definitely. I agree. First on with a baby, last on with a toddler. Wear them out, walk them around, get them doing sprints, get them doing jumping, yeah, whatever. Definitely. Use use that terminal wisely when they're a toddler. <laughs> so when they get on the plane, they're like, okay. Especially as well in a transfer, don't you oh, think? After yes. you've been sitting for a long time and then you've got six hour in uh, transfer in LA or something. Yeah. Wear them out. Yeah, definitely. There's oh, in, While you're in the transfers with your plane loading, they've got some amazing um, areas for kids now in airports. Google your airport that you're going to and you'll find it and they'll tell you exact gate that you're going to and then you can find that play lounge for your kids in that transfer. It's amazing. It's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. Now, when we're thinking about feeding babies, we've got two different strategies. Yeah. I've got the breastfeeding approach and you've got the bottle approach yeah. and never the twain shall meet. Neither one's better, right? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so you get rubbed into you. No. <laughs> but yeah, on a, on a plane, like when you had your babies, you breastfed. So tell me about that. What, what's, so what I, your... I d- it didn't matter what, how often I was feeding them at home. I just treated the plane like a completely different environment. So I demand fed them, especially when the plane was ascending and when it was descending. And I just fed them or I, I, I offered the breast for comfort and just something to chew on for the for the ears, get the jaw going. Yeah. And I definitely had to bring nipple cream to cover the extra feeds because the plane is dry and also they do chomp down. So it's good to have a lanolin or something natural that they're just, yeah, it, try to do preventative care, yeah. not post-care. Yeah. yeah <laughs> with you, the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, did you take, uh, like, uh, so the, the scarf was actually obviously really good for that. Perfect. Another yeah. another option, but yeah. Yeah. So when I did the bottle feeding, my my preparation kind of started at home. <laughs> so it was like, how many bottles do I take? Um, I usually took four, three more bottles than what I needed. You can wash them on planes, and you can wash them in um, the the airport terminals. But I would I wanted to be a little bit more prepared. And like at that stage, I think when I was traveling with my four month old, like being sterile was the key. I was really paranoid about that, so I did t- pack Milton tablets as well and get hot water, and that would be how I would sterilize my bottle while I was in transit or in the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the plane offers, you can't take the water through customs, so I just filled the bottles with the formula. Um, they, they Once when we went to the US, they emptied out all our water and it was like, oh, my God, panic mode. So that was a bit scary. But So we just filled it with the 100, like um, your, your formula, get ready for it. All the bottles were filled with the formula. They didn't care about that. That was fine going through customs, which is nice. They have laxed on that these days a little bit more. Um and the water, yeah, the water came from the plane, so that was great as well. It was hot water. The um, air hostesses were really more than happy to help. Um, on the plane, definitely take a bottle brush to brush it, even though you've got your Milton tablets. Uh, we didn't take a brush a couple of times. We're like, oh, we couldn't get in there, and we couldn't get in the nipple of the, the, the bottle either. So it was like, oh, bottle brush, winner. Awesome. Most important of all for a long-haul flight with baby, a baby or a toddler is you have to have a really good and positive mindset wouldn't yep. you say you can really sit there for 24 hours 
thinking, when is this flight over? Or you can say, this is my opportunity to teach my baby that song I once learned in year eight, French. <laughs> True. <laughs> and sing all those songs that you yeah. feel well, just, guilty you know, about. Yeah, you feel guilty. Like motherhood comes with guilt. So you've got 24 hours to kind of make up for a little bit of that guilt on a plane. So, it, you know, if you've got in that mindset that you're there, you, you're stuck in the flying, like, you can tell them all your <laughs> you can tell them all your long-winded stories or your peekaboo and all your games there's the time for them don't complain that you're too busy because there is your time there's nothing else to do for your mindset yeah and and to get your partner on that mindset as well it's like let's enjoy it your turn my turn let's go but yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i think so i think it's seen as proactive time with your baby that you wish you could spend here it is careful what you wish for yeah true And you will most probably, it depends on the age of the baby. If we're just talking specifically about babies, you can put on an in-flight kids kids entertainment. And if they're an older baby, that can, you know, Peppa Pig, you might find something that amuses them. Yeah, like a nine-month-old or even, yeah, 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 definitely. It's, I think flying with the bubbers is easier than with the toddler, in my opinion. So I'm glad, I wish, we did a bit of flying with babies um, and it was, I found it easier. They slept. I think it was the hum of the plane for me. They did sleep, but it was, yeah, it was toddlers, mindset for toddlers. That's a whole nother avenue. I think you need to just be prepared that you're going to walk the plane. Yeah. But you can. And you're going to get the looks for walking the plane. Yeah. From but, other customers. You know, it's but, not a cocktail party. You're not up there to make friends, right? No, no. You're there to make it the best experience you can for your family for 24 hours. You know, you still got a parent. Yes. You, Still definitely yeah. got a parent. You can't have your toddler kicking seats or running wild. That's not the best option. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone else look after them. I'm <laughs> on the wine. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen. You can find the space at the end of the plane, though, and you can, you know, roll a ball or yeah. play with them or get them to look at something at this, in the space at the end of the plane. Yeah, they're actually quite big spaces, surprisingly, when you've been stuck in a seat for a while. Do some stretches, utilize your stretching and yep. lunges. Yep, do some yoga stretches or some squats or some lunges or yep. something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, they'll, they'll definitely watch the movies, so that's a great thing. So bring an iPad from home. Normally the entertainment on the planes are amazing um, for children now. They never used to be, but they've got their own little channels now and it's pretty good. So, um, And even if you're not into toddlers watching too much TV at home, Maybe that could be an association for them to think, oh, wow, there's lots of TV on the plane. Yeah. There, yeah. Even if they don't get it at home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, and it's like, ooh, bonus for them, you know, and a book, a good book. You, it, you think about going back to using your eight kilos wisely. That's the time to read your toddler's book as well, you know, to get into that mindset. But you don't want to take 15 books, obviously. But a really busy book is really yeah. good, something with lots of pop up parts or yeah. um lots of things to see on the page or find my kids love same find the something find yes. the something and yeah all the sticker yeah. books sticker books sticker are awesome books were amazing yes. like because then they used to stick it on your husband's face when That's they were it. sleeping yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> no but it was just into, like just anything that was new and took them time to get off and and also coloring in books you can either go get all your manky coloring in books at home that have just got one squiggle all over the face and then you can Chuck them out. Chuck them out at the end of yeah. the flight. Or yeah. you can buy them a new one specifically. So we actually did fly to the States on Christmas Day this time. Yeah. And it was just so amazing because Santa just suddenly gave them all these new colouring books. 
He must have known. He must have. He's amazing. Well, you are flying in the air with him. <laughs> That's it. Amazing. I love it. So you can load lots of um, movies, Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol and things onto the iPad yeah. at home to take advantage of your data. Yeah. Don't think. Two weeks before, not the day before. Again. Two weeks. <laughs> Sorry. Weeks. Months. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Months, actually. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Sorry. You're going on yes. about the, da- the data. <laughs> yeah. The or even Netflix movies. Yeah. Like do them at home so you don't suddenly think there's nothing, oh, this flight doesn't have in-flight entertainment. I wish I had Peppa Pig or something. Just do it all at home. Yeah. Yeah. And keep it simple for yourself. This is not your time for war and peace. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> the book. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. All no. the other, this is a time for peace for a general. For peace, yeah. Yeah. It's like listen to, get audio books, get podcasts, load up your phone. Load up their iPad as well, actually, Definitely. with your stuff as well. And music. if you're going to bring a magazine, just bring one. Just be realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I used to load myself up. I'm a bit more well, magazines was in my background, so I used to load myself up with everything going, oh, wow, I'll read all that. Now I'm on a plane, but no, no, just pack one. The in-flight magazines are amazing. They've got a lot of information about destinations where you're going now, Create your next journey by reading those in-flight magazines. Love a Qantas one. You do love a Qantas in-flight <laughs> magazine. I do. I do. But, yeah. So, yeah, just be prepared again to have the plane for your children. It's not for you. Yes. Yeah. You'll get your time again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Don't sit there resentful and bitter and twisted because you didn't get to watch your six movies. Yeah. it's not. No, it's not the time for that. No. no. <laughs> make it make a time with your toddler and your bubba. It's kind of a bit special looking back on it, it now, is, isn't it? Actually, I yeah. really think back to my trip to France with my yeah. daughter, and I just think we just sat there and made faces at each other, and it was really cool, actually. I yeah, didn't it try is. and read a book. Yeah, yeah. So make it a special time. It might not seem like that at the time, but you look back at it and go, "Wow, I'm glad I did that." Mm. It'd be much, yes, yeah, much more wholesome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have what's your best tip for staying sane? On I'm talking about staying sane. Um, mine is. <laughs> Would it be not too much alcohol? No. Oh, well, <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you get excited, especially if you haven't been on an overseas trip for a while, you know, and you've decided to take your toddler, and you're like, "Wow!" I'll and, have you, a... and you booked it for a year, and you're excited, and you, yeah, yeah. And and alcohol's free in a plane, apparently, but you know, you've forgotten you paid that two grand for the ticket. But <laughs> no. But yeah, I I think if you have you smash out three red wines or whatever, you, you you're gonna feel awful through the flight because you you're gonna be up, you're gonna be lacking of sleep. Maybe have that one red wine instead of your three. That would be with tra- with going for the first toddler, the toddler and babies for the first time. And then, you you know, you're not going to be hungover. Think like Seven an athlete. Hours. Yeah. yeah. Think like an athlete. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and not and – I know it's against all the rules, but, like, you should – I don't drink too much water while I'm up there when I had my babies because then I was in the toilet the whole time. And that was really frustrating. They'd finally gone to sleep and I needed to go to the toilet. I hydrated myself when I got off the plane. I agree with you because I usually treat myself like a camel in the Sahara when I'm up there. But with a baby or a toddler, it's all about being like an Olympic swimmer, just working out what is your perfect hydration. Yeah. Sort of right in the middle, not too dehydrated, but not overhydrated. So you're pulling up and down your elastic waisted pants all the time. Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. What's your, what would be your your sanity tip? My keep cup, I think. Now is my sanity saver, and I wish I had one when I had a baby. Yeah, and I love yeah. my Frank Green one because it screws on, and it also has a little one one finger button that you can pop on and off 
and if you if your liquid falls upside down it's not going to spill everywhere compared to some of them that they're still all great there's still a big improvement on nothing but some of them their lids can come off a little bit so i definitely think you give up so much when you have a baby and you give up your alcohol and your yeah. <laughs> different ways you travel yeah. and your dangly earrings and everything. Yeah. And so it's quite nice to sit there and sip on your coffee Have or some on your own, yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to spill on your baby's head and everything. And that's it, like turbulence. Mm. It's amazing when there is turbulence because you do come across turbulence. And if you are, it's normally when you're having your meal. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, my coffee's going to spill, spill on their head. or So it is, like, for cold and warm. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's so nice when you arrive at your destination place and your – you, you don't have you're not covered in baby food or your food or coffee or yeah. anything like that so yeah. it's all about i think being tidy is really keeps you sane it does yeah yeah agreed agreed do you have anything for a sleep strategy that we haven't talked about um well just sleep when they sleep if you can that's the old rule isn't it it's like a it, it applies in the air as well <laughs> not just on your day to day but it applies when you're flying as well if you can get that if you can do that then it's fabulous. Um, try to have one adult awake at one time. If that doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Like you, you're more alert when you're up in the in the air anyway. I think because your baby's right on you, or it's in the bassinet, so you can wake up if they if something's wrong or if there's turbulence. So just try and have a sleep. Try and be calm. Even though it is obvious, it is true though. Sleep when they sleep because there's a temptation to think you've you know you've you've got up and you've got to the airport and you've done customs and you're on the flight and they've finally got to sleep now you can watch your movie but i just think give that thinking away give it away just yep. sleep try and close your eyes you've got your eye you've got your noise cancelling it um yep. earphones on you've got your possible your eye patch yeah just sleep when they sleep or at least snooze or rest or meditate yeah yeah get you calm get your podcast calm calm yeah and your ears that is amazing so it just gives you the whale noises no, <laughs> it makes you relax. Definitely. What medication do you take on board, if anything? Do you like, do you take Finergan? Um, I was contemplating taking Finergan because it was like what everyone kind of said, do, do it for your kids, they'll sleep. But the more I researched it, the more I went, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, it's, it just didn't sit well with me. I didn't know which way my child was going to go I didn't know if they were going to get like really really lethargic and I couldn't wake them up and I didn't want to see that up in the air or it could go the other way and they can get really hyper and I didn't want to see that either so I just wanted to so no at the end of it I didn't do Finergan at all it just wasn't for me and my choice um I didn't I I didn't I don't like Finergan either and not that I've actually ever given it to my children but I didn't like it is an antihistamine but it's something that can make your child either super sleepy, which I think you're right. That yeah. would be kind of freaky if they were super sleepy. Yeah, I didn't like that. Or you can't predict if they're going to go the other way and be super hyper. And yeah. who wants to take those chances, really? No, no, I didn't. So I didn't. But but one thing I did pack was baby Panadol, just in case there was a fever or some kind of you know dodgy virus went through the plane and I wanted to help straight away um so i did have baby panadol on there um what i did take is a new syringe as well uh which was really handy because i got up there once without it and they couldn't sip out of the cup when they were six months old or under that so it was like oh make sure you've definitely got that syringe with the baby panadol so that was that for me was just a little mindset thing again i, I think it's true you're right if you buy a panadol for the flight buy it new yeah that still has the seal and then it has the syringe in the packet yeah as a guarantee you can buy it at the chemist from the other side of customs you know you might pay a dollar extra but you get a full you, you know that you load it up for your travel as well 
Um, it's got everything in there that's brand new and you've got it all prepared, which is so, in case you use it. I think I used it, I think I've used it maybe three times on a flight, but it was towards the end of the flight. You know, actually saying that, watch the timing on that. You don't want to give it right at the end of the flight and then they go to sleep for five hours when you're trying to do your transfer. Timing on medication is key if you're going to do that kind of stuff, I think, as well. I like essential oils. I'm probably more into them now than I was when I when my kids were babies. But if I knew then what I do now, I would, without a doubt, pack little bottles made up with a carrier oil like jojoba. I would give them lavender. I'd put it on their feet or their belly to soothe them and help them sleep. Yeah. I would take along... Um, one called On Guard, which is for all the plain yucky germs. I would take away, take Digest Zen for all the tummy upsets or gastro, anything like that. And I would take peppermint to put down their spine or on their feet if they had a fever. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you just got to be prepared. So if you've got medication at home, check with, um, get your doctor's certificate that this can be flown into overseas um venues normally canada they're not third world countries you're going to go skiing unless you're off to i don't know pakistan india india can't wait to do that yeah yeah (laughs) no i'd love to do that actually (laughs) um yeah so but just check with your medication get your doctor's certificates before you go because when you go through customs they may ask what it's for and you want to have it all sorted before you actually get on the plane and before it gets taken away from you that's it it's not faulty towers you can't just look at them and say okay yeah yeah (laughs) you cannot (laughs) when you're um When you're doing a transfer, so you've come off your big international flight and you might have five or six or two hours or six hours in in the um, airport and then you've got to transfer to a domestic. You're a big fan of the Interior Canada destination. I am, Interior BC, Sun Peaks. I am, yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what do you reckon you've got to do for, if you've got a baby or toddler? Yeah, make sure they're warm enough. Like, make sure that you have got their, you know, you haven't got their ski jackets on, but just make sure that they're, They've got their jackets sorted. You are going to be running or you can find your nearest because um, in when you kind of – in Canada, they tend to make their schedules really close together. So you've got to really be prepared and know where your next gate is and your arrival gates. It's all fairly well sign marked, but have one person to go, right, take the lead, to go, this is where we're going. So you're not having that, no, I thought this is where we're going again. I'm taking the lead on the, we're following this gate and you're following me with the children or, but you know. What Would you have the baby and the toddler in a little pair of shorts if you're going from Australia summer? No. Well, no. Yeah, yeah. No, you would not. You definitely have them in their outfit that they're going to be wearing. Long, long little long, pants. Long pants. Long little top yeah. or a yeah. onesie or something. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to have your exit strategy mm. already and you've planned that already before you've got on the plane, right? Yeah, Because you, all your forms are filled out and they're yep. all in your wallet and your passport wallet. Yeah. And you're also you're going to have a, a couple of snacks that you've reserved for this kind of transfer time. Yeah. Um, and the water. Water off the plane because that's when you want to, you know, water hydrates at, the, at that end of it. Sometimes um, when you're going through customs, it's a really long line and that can be really stressful when your baby or your toddler's crying and you're saying i I need some water soon yeah nine times out of ten you tend to wake up your babies when the flight arrives it's just how it is (laughs) so make sure if you're running out of nappies you've got at least one left yeah and a couple of wipes for sticky food or bottoms or yeah yeah normally you get into a country that will you know as soon as you get through customs there's a shop so don't panic it's not like it's you don't know what's on the other side of customs now it's actually they've got shops and they've got things that you can buy buy little sandwiches in or buy you know a bit of fruit in those shops there so don't but just make sure you've got stuff prepared before but don't panic if you don't 
<laughs> that's it. Yeah, get ready. You're there. You've arrived. Yes. That's amazing. That's it. What's something you've learned that you... That's From long haul travel? Um, even though I'm so, like it sounds, I do. I do research and I get prepared and I think I've got everything under control. But, you know, just you've just got to remember that it's no time for, like, moral high ground um even though you think you're so prepared and you've got it and you're like i've got this sorted it's the way you do it it's the way it's the way that i always do it yeah things go wrong (laughs) things go wrong and if they do be flexible be flexible with it like it's not the end of the earth it's 24 hours like people go oh my gosh you've got to fly for 24 hours big scheme of things not that long when you're going on a holiday you know that's the price you pay for having a good time isn't it it is it is yeah flexible and i think to be easygoing and go with the flow, yeah. that is a luxury that comes from paying the price of being super prepared. So, okay. you know, it's good to have the good mindset. You've done all the preparation. Things might go wrong. Oh, well. Yeah, r- go with it. Like there's another st- – create another strategy and just go, okay, right, that didn't work. Okay, let's go with this. Like, yeah, I, I love prepa- preparations. awesome, but – be flexible when it's unexpected because you've got a baby. You Take a, a few deep breaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What about you? What, what's one I of the biggest? I think I agree with you. There's no time for model, moral high ground up in the in the air. And um, my second son, I put in cloth nappies. I really like cloth nappies for him. But I found I made the mistake of thinking I'll do cloth nappies when we go for a month in Canada and it was just more weight and more luggage and I and the I look back and I think I wish I'd left them at home yeah. it was only a month out of his life and just to do disposable nappies the other end it wouldn't kill him and there's other ways I can save the environment if that's my major concern yeah 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 it is true yeah I, yeah it's 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 doable that's what we've learnt totally we're so doable we do it all the time yeah, that's why we have yeah. crappy cars right yeah not that i know what your car is <laughs> no it's true but it's doable like don't be afraid to go to a snow snow resort with your under twos your toddlers it's they're the planes are ready for it like they they expect it a lot more people are traveling a lot more people are doing it and it's fun it's memories too it's oh so my much gosh fun and memories yeah it? yeah take lots of photos oh and one more thing before we go skiinsurance.com.au is an absolute amazing resource for everything to do with your equipment and ski insurance it's actually got government advice ski region travel advice for heli skiing um, which is another episode down the track but log on to that we're not sponsored by them but it is an amazing resource that we've just found ourselves so definitely yeah okay long episode this one but yeah lots of info info okay bye Bye for for now. now Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tanil. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.